We are two women in academia. Raising questions and breaking down perceptions. From a black point of view. Welcome to the Black Case Podcast. It's your girl, Dr. Torture. And it's your girl, Dr. Bertrand. <laughs> Good morning, <laughs> Dr. Bertrand. Listen, I am still getting accustomed to being in like a whole studio and like being legit now, right? So remember when we were on Zoom, we would always have to introduce ourselves. So I was about to jump in there. So. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, but this is the joke of the day because I'm looking at you like, what we doing here? Like, <laughs> okay, let's focus. We got people here. We got, we got people. Cut, we can't cut up. Listen, listen. We got a whole gang in the building. We though. got like, a gang, gang. Look at Ariana. She upset. <laughs> okay. I don't know why they mad. I don't know. They think we like. We fly, but whatever. They think we like 70 years old or something, and we don't know these words, but. Friend, can you tell the folks what we're talking about today? And you got to say it the way that I wrote it, though. All right. Lord, <laughs> let me. All right. We are talking about learning and teaching in a whole panorama. In a panorama. In a whole panorama. <laughs> One of the things, if you all listen to, was it season two? It was season two. If you all listen to season two, one of the things that we did is we brought black youth into, I was going to say in the studio, but we wasn't on that level at that point. But we brought them into the conversation on the podcast and we were talking about their experiences um, during the COVID-19 pandemic. And they were just giving us, I mean, these youth blew us away, right? They were giving us a lot of information. And so this time around, we understand that that was at the, um, probably like the core, the initial part of the, the pandemic. And so now we wanted to revisit and have this conversation again, but we wanted to elevate the conversation oh, because we want, come on, this year is all about better. Okay. And so we wanted to bring educators into the fold as well so that we can have a discussion with youth educators about this whole teaching and learning in this whole panorama. Yes, yes. So, and I think it's good because sometimes we have these conversations in isolation. We do. And so it's good to like have them in conversation with each other. So let's just get right into it. We got a whole gang here. So let's start with introductions. We got to tell people about our co-host. So I'll start. Okay. I was going to say, you go ahead and start us off. So the first person that we have is Renaya. Mm -hmm. Renaya Johnson is a 17-year-old senior at DePaul Crystal Ray High School. And I have, and she has been accepted into over 30 schools. My goodness. And have gotten over $200,000 in scholarships. My goodness. Yes, honey. Come on, bring it. She loves to dance and have fun, and she's ready for college. And I'm going to add to the bio. She is a big sister, an amazing big sister, cousin, and friend. Can you tell us who we got next? Oh, my goodness. First of all, I'm like $200,000. Can I hold some? Let me hold some. I'm so proud of you. Oh, my goodness. Well, the next young lady we have. Tell us about Is Ariana Bertrand. Come on, Ariana. And so, Ariana is a 15-year-old black girl, honey. We talking about black girl magic. She enjoys listening to music, reading a good book every now and again. She's a 10th grader in high school. She aspires to be a lawyer and live out her dream of traveling the world. Come on, grown lady. Come on, grown lady. And right now, she is really into fashion. And so, some guy named Steve Lacey, helper Jesus. Listen, but, first of all, don't come for her bio like that. I'm just like Steve Lacey, but whatever. Anyway, but I want to also add, add. that she's an amazing sister. Oh, come on. An amazing daughter. Yeah. 
An amazing friend. Aww. Just a beautiful spirit. All I agree. Around. Like, I am so happy to have Ariana and Renaya back just to see the ways in which they've grown since our last podcast. But we got some other folks in the building, too. Okay. I'm excited about these Listen. other folks. Like, I'm excited about Renaya and Ariana, but remember we talked about elevating? I'm excited. Listen, I'm super excited to have Miss Stacey Joy. And let me just, before I read her bio, like, one of our biggest supporters of the Black Gays podcast, like, will run down our entire episode and... I don't take that for granted. Absolutely like having Stacy on board and always giving us great feedback. Like I just love her. So Stacy Joy is a national board certified teacher, Google certified educator, and a former LA County Teacher of the Year. Come on, LA County Teacher of the Year. We talking about Los Angeles, California. Yep. We not talking about Cramp. little. Arkansas, a neighborhood what? we don't know. I don't even, what? I just wanted people to know Let we're talking finish. big, big. Let me finish. Stacy has been an elementary school educator for 37 years in Los Angeles Unified. Currently, mm. she teaches fifth grade at Baldwin Hills Pilot and Gifted Magnet wow. School. In addition to teaching her Joy Team Scholars, I love, I love it. it. She also mentors novice teachers and is a teacher leader within her school community. Like, just boss, boss. And I want to say... Stacey got up extra early to be here with us. So she got up extra early. I'm like early. super hyped so to have her. So she either really loves us or she really loves us. Yeah, she really loves us. This I, is think, just I think one that. Of the other. I, I okay. think that's it. So listen, we also got somebody else here that is absolutely amazing. Like, oh. I'm honored. I'm fangirling. So can you tell us about her? I'm please? fangirling because, like, when <laughs> Mimi reached out and said that she, she said yes, I was, I was like, oh! Okay, go ahead. that we done blew up. Okay, but, go ahead. Where but, go? We have, oh my goodness, I know, prepare yourself. We have Mrs. Marion Dingle. Come yeah. on, hand clap. Come on, hand clap. You missed the other part. Okay, get our engineer walk. Go ahead. So, Mrs. Marion Dingle was a classroom elementary educator for 22 years. Come years on, in 22? A game. Years in a game. Her early career involved local advocacy for marginalized students and families, while her later work involved national activism through publications, presentations, and leadership in educational organizations. Realizing that she could no longer accept current schooling structures, mm. she left the classroom teaching nearly a year ago to work with an organization devoted to better social and emotional outcomes for black and Latinx learners. Mm. She speaks from the heart and strives to lead with authenticity, determined to leave the world better than she found it. Wow. I'm, I'm, I just want to say, like, I do not know Mrs. Dingle personally, but just in our um, observations on Twitter... Because we meet a lot of people on Twitter. We do. But even in our observations on Twitter, there's this realness that comes across. And for anybody to step out of the norm, the career that they have known for so long, to go into work and be dedicated still to the mission of helping black and brown people, I just think that's amazing. So Listen. I just want to salute you. And can we get a hand clap for all of our folks? I appreciate that. So I'm going to just say bring them out. Can y'all say what's up, y'all? Say what's up to the people. All of y'all can say what's up at the same time. Y'all know how we do it in the black community. Hey, hey y'all. What's up? Hey. Hi. Like, come on, y'all got to give me some feedback. No, now. they going to think that we talking to ourselves and we ain't got these people out here. We ain't got these people out here. Okay. 
Okay, so um, if you all have an opportunity, which we know you all do, to listen to the Black Gays podcast, the one way that we start off is just by honoring the people who have paved the way for us. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just what we do in the black community. None of us gets to where we're going by ourselves. So we want to start with Marion and Stacey to kind of talk about, you know, who influenced you to become a black educator? Um, who was the person that cultivated you, that kind of navigated you into this space? Whoever wants to go first, I'll let you all go. Okay, so I'm going to go first. Thank you, Marion. I appreciate that. My OG is definitely my mother. Aww. Gloria McPherson Johnson Cooper taught for 40 years in LA Unified. Wow. Here I am at year 37. Wow. So I am aiming to make her proud. I want to do 40 years just like she did. So I have three more years before I retire. You look amazing but- too. Black don't crack. <laughs> listen, listen, she looks amazing. Go ahead. <laughs> She was uh, the type of teacher that brought children home mm. and then they became part of our family. Yeah. So I just, I know that deep in my heart, that's where I saw this is what I'm supposed to do. Wow. So my OG wow. is my mama. Wow, mom. And you know what's so fascinating? Like just to to hear of black educators who have done 20 plus years in the game. It's Mm -hmm. just absolutely amazing. We know that there's high turnover, but it's good to see that there are people who have been here and who have put in the time and there are generations of people, a legacy of people. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing your mama with us. Um, Mrs. Dingle, who you got? Who's your OG? Well, first of all, I just got to say, I am so happy and honored to be here. Aww. I cannot believe oh. I made it. Yes! <laughs> we can't believe you made it either. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being here. We like the honor is oh, ours, but go ahead. Thank you. Um, and to be with with uh, my my fellow co-hosts this morning. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Especially the young people. So I have two OGs. Oh, um, you have a Keisha spirit. You bring, whatever. You bring two, but we welcome both. <laughs> You know, Keisha don't <laughs> never stick to one LG. Whatever. <laughs> of course, of course. There's so many. But I narrowed it to two. Okay. Two women um, that are no longer with us. Mm. My mother, Nan Clopton, and my godmother, Marion Blackwell, who I was named after. Wow. Um, they were both black women educators who devoted their entire lives to wow. making sure that black kids were taken care of. Um they taught me everything that I needed to know. Um, they wanted black kids to know that they had options and that's where I got that from. They wow. both came up in a time where um, the professional options for black women were nursing or education, that that wow. was it. Mm-hmm. And they chose education and I don't think either of them expected to be as passionate about it as they were, um, but they were both heavily involved in civic organizations, church organizations. They founded organizations. They raised scholarship money every year. So when I think about what I do now, um, I've always thought it was normal to have your day job Mm -hmm. and then your volunteer life on the side. That's always been normal to me. Um, It's how my parents lived, how their friends lived. And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see so much of that now. But mm. I think that's, that's probably the way that my own children are going to. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You know, something that you said that resonated with me is that 
your OGs wanting black children to have options. Mm. That hit me hard because I feel like even in the work that we all do as far as trying to make sure that we create these spaces for black children to be free and to heal and to have joy, we often don't think about the removal that they don't have options a lot mm. of times. I'm even thinking about Renaya, $200,000 worth of scholarship money, 30 schools that she was accepted to, right? Options. Options. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to be providing for our black children. Options. That's, That's good. deep. That's good That's right good. there. And I think I'm just so, and I know we got to move on. We got a lot of questions today. But when you talked about the black church and yeah. the volunteer work, I don't think we talk enough about about those spaces that really cultivated us into the educators that you that we are today. I think about Vacation Bible School. Yeah. Like, and those people weren't formal educators, but they were educators mm-hmm. who, who taught us so much. So I'm, I'm just thankful that you brought that into the space too today. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited for this conversation. I, I think it's, if we starting off with the OGs doing all this, I can't wait until we get into the mix. Yeah. So listen, I want to talk to all of y'all, and I'm actually going to start this off. Let me start with Renaya. Um, how are you? How how are you? I feel like we are all operating in the middle of this panorama. I don't care what they talking about, an endemic. I see people still passing away from COVID, so we're going to say this is a panorama still. Um, how are you? And, and when we say that, we just want to check in on you. We yeah. want to see, like, how has life been for you? How are things going since the last time we've recorded? Like, what's happening? I'm not going to lie. I've actually been really really good that's good and I don't know if it's like because I'm gonna graduate or if I'm moving on to the next phase of my life but a lot of me has been at peace right now with a lot that. of stuff and like mm. I just look back on the last time I was here and I was like well, I didn't grow so come on growth <laughs> and it was just like yeah like a lot like I don't have a lot of friends anymore I don't associate with the same like groups of people anymore. Like I don't stick just to one group. I'm more of a floater now, but that's kind of better going into college because you can't just be with one specific type of person. Come on, Come on maturity. <laughs> yeah, overall, just been good. Just you know, my senior I just kicking in a little bit. Just, just slow it but, down. But slow it down. Oh, excuse. Let her be right. free. Mm. You can you can have uh, senior writers. I had yeah. junior writers. Um, I'm, I'm just ready. I'm ready. Well, thank you, Renaya. <laughs> well, Stacy, how are you doing? Like, how are you really doing? How are you feeling during this this panorama? How are you, Stacy? It's been very challenging. Mm-hmm. Being back face-to-face with students, they have to wear their masks. We have to socially distance. I have to teach in a mask. Mm. And I don't know about you all, but little children... <laughs> That's hard. They don't speak up when you say, I can't hear you with your mask on, so speak a little louder. They go. (laughs) So it's been that's been one of the hardest parts is just modifying my instruction and, Mm. and learning to accept whatever I'm getting sometimes when it feels like I'm not getting what I expect normally. Mm. I'm getting something different because of the pandemic and because of how they feel. Mm. Um, some students are very tired mm. and they're just, you know, mentally exhausted. Yeah. So I know it's important for me to give them brain breaks and get outside more because they weren't used to being outside with their friends. So 
We have daily activities outside just for socializing and having fun. Um, but overall, I'll say my students are thriving. Mm, that's good. Um, yeah, because I have that relationship with them and their families that no matter what, we're together. Mm, um, my class good. is the Joy Team because we've been the Joy Team. I've been, my last name's been Joy since 1986. What? So I've had the joy team for 30 years almost of my oh, career. You got a whole gang gang of joy right. team. <laughs> so and I tell them, I said it would it would make no sense for us to be called the joy team and be walking around miserable. Mm. Come so we got, on. We gotta thrive. Mm. We gotta thrive. Yeah. yeah. I so love that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Ariana, how you doing? How are you? How you doing in this panorama? I just when I was because um I moved. It, like moved this year and it was sophomore year and everybody had masks on so it was kind of hard to connect with kids and you know everybody has masks on and it's really distance mm. so I've been doing actually better like I joined a couple clubs and I found like a click in a group now but the first couple the first like three months were tough but I, after all that I'm actually doing better and kind of liking my school atmosphere now listen can I say Ariana I want to say thank you for your vulnerability and saying, like, this transition was hard for me, but mm -hmm. now I found my way. And you are just blowing me away. Like, because I know grown people who struggle with transition. Shoot, I'm grown and I struggle with them. Me too. But your ability to just say, like, when it first started off, it wasn't good. But, you know, I found my way. So I just want to say thank you for that. And I love that both her and Renaya have found a space of joy, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Isn't that like a beauty? Because so often I feel like it's hard for students to find that space within these institutions, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm really happy that you all are, are in a position where you're like, you know what? I had a transition. I had to develop a little bit, but now I'm good. Mm. That's Let's good. go to, to Mrs. Marin, Dingle. Mrs. Dingle, yeah. And then we'll get right into the interview. Mrs. Dingle, how are you doing? Um, I think I'm I'm kind of moving from a space of unraveling. That's what mm. I I called it. Mm -hmm. Um, but now I'm kind of entering a rebirth. Ooh. Wow. Um, Come on. Wow. I've let go of a lot of things, material things. Mm. Um, you know, resigned from classroom teaching resigned from committees, resigned from boards, um, things that just don't align with the me who I am right now mm. and the me who I aspire to be. That's good. Um, decluttering physical spaces. Um, we even curated my Twitter timeline. You know, it's, it's got to it's gotta work for me. I've got to notice what does work for me and um, have the courage to let them go mm. and asking myself, what is it that makes me happy? And asking myself, why did I allow those things into my space? Like what, wow. what can I learn from that? You know, I think like I'm listening to you and I'm actually thinking about, this is so crazy. This is affirmation for me. I'm thinking about conversations that we've had. Mm -hmm. And even in this process of, I feel like, and my therapist will call it going through a metamorphosis. Mm -hmm. We are really going through this process. Keisha and I have been talking about it where we're like, 
we only want to do this type of research. We only want, if it doesn't serve us, then we don't want to do it. And that's what I hear you saying. And it's not easy. Mm-mm. So that's why I'm sitting here like, wow, I thank you for that. Because there's times when I'm like, ooh, it was easier to just go back. Like, I feel like the children of Israel, I might need to go back to Egypt. Yeah. Because I know, you know what Egypt got. I don't know what this future has, right? Yeah. So I just thank you for your, vulnerabil- your vulnerability and also your transparency mm-hmm. um, in this space because these are things that we've been wrestling with wrestling with and I think and I pray that it also encourages other people to say it's okay to change yeah it's okay to change your mind it's okay to do something different like I got chills listening to her and we'll talk about that off off mic but I I got chills and I thank you for that confirmation and for your obedience because it was an Mm -hmm. answer to a prayer so I thank you for that all right y'all let's get right into the uh to the real talk so we're going to start off with Renai because we got a whole gang so we got to call people names any other time, we'll let y'all just talk over each other. But let's get right into it. Renaya and and, and um, Mrs. Dingle and Miss Joy, I, I really want you all to listen to what they're saying and what they're asking for because you all have a different type of power to make change. So I'm going to start with Renaya. What do you wish black teachers knew about your mental, physical, and spiritual health during this time of dealing with two pandemics, um, COVID-19 and racism? I know that's a big question, but let's do it. Let's get it. Renaya. Okay. This is for Ariana and any underclassmen. One thing I have learned about high school is you got to do high school. Don't let high school do you, y'all. Come on! (laughs) Do not slack y'all first two years and expect like, oh, yeah, I got a 2.5. No. Do not do that. Coming from somebody who knows somebody with a 2.1 right now who's literally struggling to graduate, don't do it. Don't do it. But um, as y'all know, I go to a Catholic school. Um, so there's not really a lot of my color teachers around. So that's kind of, this was kind of a hard question for me, period. But I will say, like, as far as like my mental, I will say, all in all, just give us a break. Because mm. y'all have to understand, we was at home, stuck to these four walls for almost two years. And it's like, y'all expect us to come back and know everything. And I just be like, I need a break. I need like two seconds. And it's worse for me because I'm finna graduate. You got to know this, you got to know that, you got to do this, you got to do that. I'll be like, I can't be six places at once. Y'all be yeah. Like, let me do it step by step. But um, yeah, as far as like spiritually, there are some things that happen at my school that I do not know. They don't sit right with me, but I'll be like, it's not my place to talk about them. So I choose to just keep that to myself. Like I had an AP psychology teacher. Yes, she is white. And she was telling us, like, how where she grew up, everybody looked the same. And, like, she never saw anything out of the ordinary. Like, all the people looked the same. And what kind of, like, set me off was, like, she said when she started teaching, she had to adjust, like, her way of teaching because she said she wasn't used to teaching black kids. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't think that was the right set of words. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, and so after class, I pulled her to the side. I was like, what do you mean you had to adjust? 
Because mm. I honestly wanted to know. I was like, what do you feel like to adjust? And she was like, I had to adjust the way I talked and spoke. And I said, I don't think it's about your way of adjusting your voice or anything. It's just about understanding that a white female or male is not going to approach you the same way as black female or male is in a classroom. Like, you just have to understand that. And with her, it's kind of hard because she said, well, all I grew up around was white people. I said, well, that's not where you are now. So you're going to have to get with the program. Not not, not as like in a rude way, but like you, you go to a school that's full of black and Hispanic kids, mm-hmm. black and brown kids. So it's like you, you don't have a twist but to adapt. You know, mm-hmm. I, I really feel like she should have did it earlier on. But I was like, I mean, everybody learns different ways. So, you know, kind of give her a pass for that. Um, another another example that's of something that just around me was in my religion class. Again, I go to a Catholic school, so I have to learn the Catholic way of Jesus and all that other stuff. And we were talking to my teacher about, like, us not having cameras in the classroom. And I was like, okay, so say, for example, there's a fight in the classroom between a student and a teacher. And I was telling her, I was like, the court is 100% going to believe you, a white Caucasian male, Mm -hmm. over a black male. And he was like, what do you mean by that? I said, there are literally thousands, hundreds of thousands examples of when this has happened. Mm. He was like, I don't understand. What do you mean? What I said, you live in America. You are already <laughs> there. You live in America. As a privileged person, you know? And he was like, what do you mean by that? I said, just because, you know, you didn't get a 401k or you didn't have to work as hard as, you know, other people. Like, you probably went to school. Your parents had a college fund. They had you set. There are kids out here who have to play sports just to, you know, go to college. And I'm just like, you have to look at it from your way versus their way. They're not going to believe him over you. Mm-hmm. You already have a higher up. Mm-hmm. Like, and he, he really didn't understand what I was talking about. And I was just like, never mind. We just, we're going to talk about it another time. Because mm-hmm. obviously we're not understanding. And like, and it was, and it was kind of sad because it was like, there's only two white males in my graduated class. Mm-hmm. So for him not to understand that kind of upset me. Because I was like, you've been here for almost three years and you still don't understand what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, mm, mm. I hope, you know, you, you get it together by next year. Because, you know, you're going to have more little black males, you know, looking around like. Because for me, I don't know. Um, another thing is, I feel like a lot of us who aren't set up, like with the resources that I have, is because we've not, we've not shown that stuff as, as little kids. Like, we're not shown like all black teachers mm. or have black teachers in school so it's like we used to like oh not being represented as far as like higher ups and like the office and stuff so i feel like we kind of get used to that like and as we grow up we just like oh it's just nothing new mm. Ooh, uh, i don't so friend i don't know what to say to that so i'm going to ask stacy does she have a response for renaya before we go to ariana's okay. question because i could say a lot of things but i recognize that i'm I know not in the classroom <laughs> so i'm gonna see if stacy wants to respond to her before we move on to ariana thank you renaya i am so proud of you and i have to say that 
if every classroom had a student like you with a voice that would you that a person who would use their voice, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be able to speak up yeah. always, no matter where you are. Um, I think it's important that you show your classmates mm. what courage looks like. You're a young black star and the future needs more people like you. Mm. Um, those teachers that don't understand you, it's not your job to teach them. Oof, that's good. That's good. Don't even don't even take that burden on. We start to do that because that's just what we do. Sometimes we feel like we need to let everybody know. But your job is to just learn and continue speaking up for your classmates and for your people. If the teachers are all clueless and lost, let them figure it out. Mm, yeah, you, te- you tell them what they need to know, but don't carry it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, stand wow. strong. I'm proud of you. Whew, friend, I'm going to let you go next because I can say some stuff, but you know that's my niece and I don't want to get riled up today, so I'm going to let you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me let me take over, gangster, gangster. Let, let me take over because, look, I'm listening and I'm just, I'm just going to hush too because that's your niece and, and then I'm going to be over here riled up as myself. But one thing I do want to say is that, Renaya, I really love how you advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that that is something very important. And not to say that... I want to know. I want you to know that that's not easy. Mm-mm. It's not easy to speak up um, for yourself, but also to speak up for yourself to people who hold power within that space. Like you're having a conversation with teachers who are sitting here saying, "Well, I grew up in a white space, so I don't, you know, I don't really know how to do this or that and the other." Well, then you shouldn't probably have applied for that job. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Like you said, let's move forward. Uh, but I'm gonna pause really quickly because I think that gem that Stacy dropped is so important that it's not our job. It's not anyone. Yes. Continue to advocate for yourself because that's your right. Yeah. But don't get into a space where you feel like you have to defend yourself and black people all the time. We are not a monolith, but we do have cultural, you know, similarities. But at the same time, adults have to step up and be adults. So I think that's Absolutely. super important. So I'm going to let you ask the next question for Ariana. First. Absolutely. Ariana, this one is for you. Mm-hmm. So... Right now, we are at the hype of a lot of things happening. Um, I don't know how it is on the West Coast because I know, Stacey, that's where you are. But here, students did enter the building wearing masks. And I know your students did. But now they're telling students they don't have to wear a mask no more. They're just having a mask-free party. Mm -hmm. And um, now there's also, like, bans happening when it comes to critical race theory. We talked about that um, on our last episode with Dr. Mitchell Patterson about just this anti-history, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, banning of books and things of that nature. And so, Ariana, I really want to know what has it been like being in schools during a time like this? Mm -hmm. Honestly, about the mask, like, me, most of my friends do wear their masks. Like, we made, like, we made it very clear that we're all going to wear our masks. Because before the mask mandate was even done with or they raised it, People in my school still were not wearing their masks, right? People were still not wearing their masks. So honestly, the masks being lifted really didn't change much in my eyes because kids were already not following direction and not doing what they need to do. So it really was just like a, okay, well, now you're allowed to do it type, like type B because like everybody else was not really doing it. And the people that I do talk with that don't have their masks on, it's like, it's not as like, it's not like they're trying to make fun of other kids for wearing their masks and stuff like that. But some kids do do that. But most of the time, it's like 
what are you doing? Like, it's embarrassing for you and not for, like, the people that are wearing their masks. Understood. So the mask mandate really, like, being lifted really hasn't affected me too much because, like, it's literally, like, the same that's been all year. Like, kids were still not wearing their masks all year. Kids were not wearing correctly. So it's, like, really nothing hasn't really changed much in the sense of, like, the mask stuff. And then, like, with the book banning, I I feel like my library already was very white. Like, mm-hmm. the books in my library... <laughs> The books, I don't even go to my library that's at my school because I went in there one time. I looked at their fiction section and I was like, this is not for me. Mm. going to stick to ordering my books on Amazon. Wow. And then I looked at the books that they banned on a website. And all of those books that are on that website, I probably have read. Like, they had The Hate You Give, which I think is like a very like powerful book and a book that everybody should read to try to get a little insight on what it's like to be, what it was like to be in the Black Black Lives Matter movement, the the movement that just happened during the pandemic. Like I felt like that book was really important to, to at least give somebody a piece or somebody else of a different culture, race, a little piece of what's mm. going on in our lives and like how this is really affecting a lot of people. Mm. So I think all, and then they banned books as, as little as um, Little Prince. Like, they been books like that, which is like, I remember in fifth grade, my teacher gave all the kids The Little Prince, and we, she read it to us because we were very important books to her. And I'm thinking like, oh, how did that affect my fifth grade teacher mm. who loved this book and who gave it to everybody, to everybody and the thing. So I just think like the whole book banning, I feel like they're going to get exposed to this stuff later, sooner or later in their lives. I mean, everybody has TikTok. Everybody mm. has Instagram. Everybody has social media. So I feel as though, like, the banning of the books is not really doing much at anything, like, especially with the LGBTQ plus books that they're banning. If you look at the cartoons that the kids are watching on Disney, on, on Cartoon Network, most of the characters, there's going to be a character that has two dads. There's going to be a character mm. that has two moms. Like, there's not, it's not as, it's not as sheltered or not talked about anymore. I mean, we have a whole gay and straight alliance at my school. Like, there's things at our schools, and that's probably somebody's real life that has two dads, two mm-hmm. moms, you know? So I just feel like you're banning stuff that people are going through, that people are really living. Like, people mm-hmm. are doing this every single day. Like, this is people's experiences that you're, like, sheltering or saying, oh, you can't read. This is bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And honestly, I feel like books are a way to escape. Books are a way to, like, relate. Books are a way to really, like, see things in different spotlights. Books are a way to like expand your brain. You know what I mean? Like books are ways to really escape your surroundings and really to relate. Like an author, like one of my favorite authors, Jason Reynolds, yes. really like shows the black experience. And it's so many different ways. Like he had a book about kids in Virginia. I used to live in Virginia. So I was like, this is my favorite book. Love he had it. All American Boys, which is about a story about this dude going through police brutality, all that stuff and his like navigating the world. Like, I really enjoy his books, but now they're trying to ban All American Boys, which I remember that was like the first book I was like, yeah, I love to read. Like, mm. So it's just crazy to see that they're banning stuff. But at this point, it's not in banning. I know like they're banning books, but and personally in my library, I don't even think those books were there to begin with. Like, I don't mm. think the books that are banning was even there to begin with. So I don't even think it was an option for me to even try to pick those books at that library. So I just feel as though the banning of books is like useless. And mm-hmm. if you're trying to avoid the whole race talk or the LGBTQ talk or the all that other talk, they're gonna pop up sooner or later. You turn on the news, there's racism right now in the Europe, there's racism right now in DC, there's racism in Texas, mm-hmm. there's 
uh, misogynistic in Texas. They're like, it's everywhere, really, everywhere you turn around. They're going to experience that in their real life. So I feel like a book is kind of like going to show them, hey, this might happen to you. Um, here's some ways that they did. So I, I just feel like the whole band books is like, it's hindering kids more than helping them. Mm, that's good. Listen, Mrs. Dingle, I want to give you an opportunity to respond to her before we go to the next question because ooh, wow. Right? Um, <laughs> wow. I mean, what, what else can I say? Right? Um, I am so, so very impressed with your responses, Ariana, and, and you too, Renaya. Um, I think one thing that I want to point out as I was listening to Ariana in particular is that um, in relation to the masks, I think there is Ariana and young people have this awareness, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. People are thinking for themselves, that yeah. students are able to think for themselves. That's and good. you can see that a real visible symbol, symbol of that is the mask, right? Whether or not to put this piece of cloth on your face I think in the beginning of the pandemic, the message that we got about masks was that you should do it to protect your fellow man, mm -hmm. right? It wasn't about protecting yourself until later. And then once that shift happened, it became this individual choice. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about protecting other people. It was about, you know, whether or not you, you know, can protect yourself. And that's, in my opinion, where a lot of people started being able to to accept it because oh okay it's going to keep me personally safe yeah um with that said though i think there's something about us mm. about black folks mm. that have always embraced the power of the collective yes, yes. It's, it's never been just about us just like you know how in the black gays we always celebrate the ogs mm -hmm. because there's that awareness that you are not here alone nope. you Somebody are part did of a, a legacy a continuum and what i hear in ariana's response and in renaya's response is a, a keen awareness of that right mm. that even though they are here and they have been empowered to have options mm -hmm. that the choice is still yourself and your people. Wow. I think that's, that's really good. important. Um, you can see that in, you know, the books that Ariana has already read. She hasn't depended on her school library to mm. um, get literature that feeds her. Mm. And I'm sure that comes a lot from her mom and her mom's <laughs> recommendations. Well, but, thank you. Thank you, you know, very much. <laughs> but, you know, young people know, right? Yeah. They, they don't need us to tell them everything. Mm. They are intelligent enough to see through all the mistakes that adults are making mm. and figure out, you know, what to accept for themselves and what to absolutely reject and um, try to disrupt. So I just applaud you, Ariana, for knowing yourself mm. enough and knowing your people enough. I applaud Renaya for, you know, kind of curating your friend list <laughs> yes because not everybody is for you and mm, that's just the way it that's is good. that's you know, so good you gotta have people that that feed you and that are ready to move with you so i just i haven't added anything i'm just responding to the brilliance that i have listened to thank wow. you so much wow can i say something um replying to both of them 
course. Um, as far as what Ariana was saying, I feel like another reason, because well, I remember when I was little, a lot of teachers had to go through so much training to be teachers. Like they had to do like in, in-person training and stuff like that. And I feel like another reason our teachers these days are not set up to deal with like transgender people or gay people, lesbian people and stuff like that is because they don't get the proper training no more. Mm. And I feel like at this point, you know, if you want to be a teacher, all you need is a degree. You know, they're going to put you in a school and they're just going to be like, all right, this is what you got to teach. This is what you got to do. As long as you get this done, you, you're going to get paid. And I feel like that's what it is nowadays because going to a school, a Catholic school that has a transgender person, a lot of the times, like, I remember this when she came to our school as a girl, and she was like first transitioning into a boy, a lot of like higher ups had a problem with our teachers and stuff, like calling her by her boy name. It was like, no, that's not her name. And the school I said, but that's her name now. So you have to respect her cho- his choices. And mm. I was just like, a lot of that stuff is because they don't have the proper training. Mm. And I feel like that's a, lot, that's a lot of the board of education's fault. And I feel like they need to take that into consideration that it's not not the 19th century the 20th century no more there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff now that teachers need to know about and i feel like they need to go back and rethink their whole like process of training teachers now because like there's a lot of other stuff that they're not set up to deal with that teachers back in the day didn't have to deal with so like i feel like that's another reason that our teachers are very unaware or choose to be unaware when we say that because they all have social media as much as they like to say they don't or say they don't be on their phones, they be on their phones just as much as we do. Mm-hmm. Just as much as we have. So it's like, you don't really have an excuse at this point. So, yeah, that was another thing. I think as well, far as like books, go ahead. me and Mike had a whole book club. <laughs> we had a whole book club. And like, I did see them banning a lot of the books that I have and I'm kind of grateful that I had got to purchase those books before they were banned because Ooh, a lot of those books, they were real powerful. They were by some real powerful people. And I feel like I feel like the world needs to read them because it'll just set them up for the better. Like the hate you give, even even just the movie, even just seeing the movie will set you up for so much. And it's like that the fact that y'all trying to ban the book, that's like banning the backbone. Like you can't, you can't just that's just that's not that's not right. So I'm kind of glad I got a copy of the book, you know. But as far as like other people, I feel like they do need they do need to, yeah, just reevaluate the whole teaching process. And I don't think it's kind of fair that they ban it only black books. I mm. kind of noticed that going through the list. I was like, hmm. It's interesting. Why are about racism and police brutality? You know, stuff y'all don't like to talk about in the U.S., but, you know, it's fine. But, yeah, I feel like they just need to reevaluate a lot of stuff. Absolutely. But you know what I think is so interesting that Renaya did as a child was she was able to make the connection or the through line to teacher education that some adults can't see. Like mm-hmm. our student, the teachers aren't ready for us because they're not prepared. They're not getting what they need. And so I think this is a perfect segue um, for both Renaya and Ariana to also listen to what it's been like as a black educator to teach during that's this good, pandemic. So I'm going to go to Stacy. What has it been like as a teacher? I know you started to talk about the challenges that you have with teaching younger um, students. Um, but more specifically, what has it been like as a black teacher in an era where non-melanated folks are focused on erasing our history? What has that been like? Not happening in L.A., honey. <laughs> <laughs> LA 
Hey, what's up? What's up? Go ahead. Oh my goodness. Okay, so let me see. I'm gonna say, I'll speak for my school. Okay. It's unique. So my school happens to be a pilot school. Seven years ago, we wrote a proposal to be able to choose our curriculum, to create our assessments, to serve our students. We said, we don't wanna do any of what the district is asking us to do. We have our own plan. This is what we wanna do. We got it. So we teach <laughs> centered around black and brown children. Love it. I love it. There is so no much. such thing as this is what you must do on this particular subject or this particular book must be read. My students read Mildred D. Taylor. Mm. They read Jason Reynolds. Mm -hmm. They read uh, Jacqueline Woodson. Yes. We go through all the books that look like them. Mm. And we teach from that point of view. Mm. So for us, mm -mm. It ain't happening. It ain't happening over happening. there. But, no. but you know, one thing that you said that I really like is that your school focuses on teaching black and brown children, right? And so yep. even in my work in teacher education, I want to focus just on teaching black children because I think that once we have those groups right, everybody right. else falls into alignment because those are the children that we don't do right within these spaces. So I love that. I love yep. it. And I think, too, because I know we are, like, real short on time, it's a great segue into Marion's question because I think she'll leave us with some great wisdom, not just for teachers, but for, for black students too. So I'll let you close us out. Yeah. And I want to ask you, um, Mrs. Dingle, what wisdom can you provide for black students and educators as they navigate this panorama? Like, and and on top of that, just being black, mm -hmm. like how do you navigate that in an educational system that marginalizes and is violent towards black bodies? I know that's a hefty question. That is a heavy question. Let me, tell right? me if you want me to break that down a little bit more. <laughs> First of all, you know, I, I don't know if I can offer wisdom. I don't know if I'm old enough to even call it that, but I can tell you what I have learned. Okay. Okay. Um, for one thing, you know, the kind of school that Stacy talks about, mm. that's the kind of teacher I was, but mm. I was in a school that did not support that. So I was a mm. square fit. Mm. Um, what I can tell you, one of the things that I've learned and I'm learning is that you cannot define yourself in terms of other people. Mm. That's good. For a long time, I was searching for a purpose, and I found that purpose in education. I wanted to leave the ed world better than how I found it. So for a long time, that answer came in the form of classroom teaching. Um, I was good at it. I was passionate about it. It gave me energy. But I mistook that for being my identity. I was proud of saying that, you know, I was proud to say I am an educator. This is who I am. Mm. This is my lifestyle. But, you know, when teaching the way I wanted to teach mm -hmm. became unbearable, um, there was backlash, there was gaslighting, there was, you know, all this punishment. Yeah. Um, and I just was not able to be the educator that I wanted. You know, I had to set some boundaries and make a change for myself, just for my own health. Um, and I realized that teaching is a thing that I do well. It is a skill. 
but it is not my identity. Mm. It fits into that larger life purpose, which is to make education better. I love um, that. So when I when I think about you know what I would tell teachers and students right now is to um, honor yourself and embrace everything that is you. Like teaching is a skill that I happen to do well, but it does not make me. Mm. Um, if you are a student, you are more than a student that has, you know, a, a lot of scholarship offers. You are more than um, an athlete. You are more mm. than a star student. You are more than somebody's apple of their eye, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you have many, You're many, many a many word in season. And they don't define you. You define them. You get mm. to choose what you will use to advance your purpose once you discover what that purpose is. So just spend time discovering what makes you happy, discovering what you're good at, discovering which path you want to take today. It Mm. can change tomorrow. So just do you. That's it. That was so good because I think that was a chin check for me as a new mom and as an aunt to Renaya. And I'm going to just be vulnerable. Like I push a lot around mm-hmm. education and being a good student but like you're a whole person and yeah. that's not all of you and you can change tomorrow right and how do we elevate those people who don't have you know I'm super proud of my niece it's not lost on me that she's doing great that way but what about the other students who don't have that yeah like how can we elevate them because that's who they choose to be in this moment yeah um so that was just that was a great way. I mean, thank you so much, Mrs. Dingle, because you just uh, chin-checked me in a really great way. Um, so we got to uh, – I feel like we're rushing this interview, and I hate that. Um, but we have a segment that we changed uh, called <laughs> What You Doing With Your Life. What You Doing With Your Life. And so we're going to do a real educator si- uh, style and do a whip around. So you only get to give us one Did thing. you say a whip around? A whip around, honey. <laughs> we about to do a whip around. So when we say What You Doing With Your Life, I want you to tell me one book – one song or one thing you're watching on TV right now that's giving you your life, all right? So think of your one thing, and then I'm going to do a whip around. Y'all ready? <laughs> Ariana, I'm starting with you. Ariana, what you doing with your life? Go. You only can give me one thing. What you watching, what you read, and what you listening to. One thing. Um, okay, I want to stay with the Steve Lacey thing. I'm really liking this song <laughs> called In Front of Me by Steve Lacey. In front of me by Steve Lacey. Stacy, what you doing with your life right now? Okay, I'm just finishing Tarana Burke's Unbound yes. Audible. Yes. I mean, Audible oh is everything. Goodness. That Unbound book, we'll talk about that offline. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Renaya, reading, listening to, watching. One thing, go. Okay, there's a song by her. Her name is called... Um, I think it's called Coming Into Places. Mm. And it's about like... You don't got to tell us what it's about. What is it? (laughs) It's a song. It's Coming Into Places. Okay. I hope that's the actual title of it now. I hope we can find it. All right. Last person. Marion, what you read and write and are listening to? Uh, Reading and rereading The Afro Minimalist by Christine Platt. Awesome. life. I need to put that on my list. All right, friend. I like that. Afro-minimalism. We might have to do that quick, what you call it, whip, whip around. around. Whip I'm going to have to whip around in some of my classes, <laughs> Listen, child. Listen, do that. I like that, but 
now we are at our last segment. I just wish that we had so much more time because there's things that I know Keisha and I want to say, but we holding our mule. But Listen. I want to do, um, we, we started with the OGs with Mrs. Dingle and Miss Joy. So I want to do, I see you. Listen. I want to do that segment with Renaya and Ariana. And so I'm going to do it like you. I'll put I'll some restraints on. We're going to whip around. Gonna whip I'm going to call your name. And then I want you to tell me, who do you see when we talk about this teaching and learning and the whole panorama? Who do you see? Who do you want to shout out? Who's okay? killing it right now? Who is killing the game? Who's influencing you? All that good stuff. Let me start with Renaya because you started with Ariana last time. Renaya, who do you see? I want to shout out my college advisor, Coach B, because mm. he's been helping me since sophomore year. And even though I get on his nerves with my over 35 school, <laughs> 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 he still replies to my 11 p.m. texts and all that. So I just want to shout him out for that and thank him for all my for all the help he's given me. Oh, shout out to Coach B, right? Yes. Coach B, what's up? Yeah. All right, let's move over to Ariana. Ariana, who do you see? I see you. Who you see? Um, I see my mom. My mom. Oh my gosh, you see me. Oh, I did not yeah, pay her she, to say that either. She's really been on the ground lately with Black Gays, and I see her working with the schools that she's helping, her commissions, and then her doing schools and then her coming back and being a good mom to me and my sister. So, now I'm shouting her out because she's really been so doing her sweet. thing this year. Listen, that was so sweet. So, y'all, we're going to do it like they do, you know, in the black church when they have the announcements. We got a few announcements before we ride out. So, first, we need y'all to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, And make sure that you don't just follow us, but you give us a rating. Like, and Mm -hmm. I hope it's all five stars, okay? Um, If it's not five stars, that's okay. All five stars. Okay. (laughs) So, engage with us on social media. If you love us, let us know. If you don't, uh, let us know. We will pray for you. Uh, we'll pray for you if you don't love us. But no, we take feedback. Um, and also share our episodes with your folks. I know that the work that we've done around ap- amplifying black youth and black teachers, a lot of faculty members and teachers are using it in their courses. So thank you. Let us know if you're using it. And yes. if you want us to pull up to your class, you never know. We might pull show up. Pull up on you. And pull up on me. And I need you to pull up on me. Okay, okay. And then... Um, we just want to give a special shout out to our um, team, Mimi and Brittany. Y'all are killing it on they social are media. Killing. Y'all see our new images and everything that Listen, we got going on. killing it. And also want to give a shout out to Bravery Studios, who are hosting us. on, Bravery Studios. Going, uh, what you call sound effect this whole time. And I'm just now getting it. I hope he woke over there. Um, you will not try Marvin. Try yes, Jesus. Yes, I'm trying He's Marvin a savior. this morning. Okay, so <laughs> shout out to Bravery Studios, too, for hosting us. We really appreciate it. So we have one last request of you all before we go out is that since you are a co-host, you have to shout yourself out. So we will model for you and you all just jump in whenever you ready. All right. So it's your girl, Dr. Porcher. And it's your girl, Dr. Bertrand. It's your girl, Stacy Joy from the Joy Team. It's your girl, Marion Dingle. Dingle Teach. It's your girl, Renaya, the baddest high school senior in the building. It's your girl, Ariana, Steve Lacey lover. (laughs) 